Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Beware the Board, a horror podcast where we watch a randomly sent horror movie every week. I'm Bob. And I'm Ben. How have you been, Ben? I'm really tired. <laughs> yeah, I could tell. It's, well, yeah. It's the last month of the semester. I can't believe that. And I feel I'm, like the semester's flown by because it, I haven't been in school. <laughs> you haven't been in school. Yeah. I'm in school. I'm an English major, and so all my final uh, like tests are just final papers. See, I would prefer that over like actual tests and shit. Yeah, but like when each class is like, I need ten plus pages worth of work. No, yeah, you're right. In this last month, and you also work forty plus hours a week. Good God, it starts. You know the... what? Friday wasn't bad. It wasn't. Uh, plus. Surprise, guys! We're recording this on a Sunday. Yeah, we and are. it just happens to be Easter Sunday. Oh, we're also doing that. And I was told I had to go out with my family. Yeah. So well, I wasn't told that. Uh, so. Yeah, but I've been up since eight a.m. Mm. and I went to bed at three thirty. That's really good for you, though. That is like, really good for me. That's a lot of sleep. I'm very, I'm very tired. Fair enough. But I, I woke up early because uh, I was making pie. Yeah, this is a new uh, portion of the show that we're not going to do every week, but sometimes Ben just makes things and brings them on the podcast. Yeah, so I have two things today. I have pie yeah. and um, some pickled cauliflower. I'm sure I'm going to like the pie. The like cauliflower two weeks ago. scares me. Bob doesn't like pickles. I don't like pickled things. They're just not my favorite, but uh, I'd I told say Ben I'd try it. Start with the pie. Well, yeah, because the pie is going to be good. Also, well, the cauliflower is super garlicky. Did you pickle garlic in like the oh, yeah. brine and stuff? Yeah. Okay, interesting. All right, hold on. Dude, this stuff is so strong, I can smell it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's stupid. <laughs> oh. Bob, they can't hear you reacting. You got to mic up. Whatever you, the Tupperware you have the pickled cauliflower in is just like leaving a wet pickle liquid all over my table. <laughs> and it smells really bad. But this pie looks really good. What, what kind of pie is this again? I can't remember. It's Earl Grey pie. Earl Grey pie. So it's basically like a modified cream pie. That's so thin. I didn't expect it to be so fluffy and light. What yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good pie. That's really good pie. How long did it take you to make this pie? It was the first time I made it, so it took like probably two hours. But there was some chilling stuff and everything. Worth it. That's good I pie. I could definitely do it a lot faster now that I know what I was doing. That's really good pie. Now the cauliflower, which is, I don't... I Pop it open. You might just want to use your fork. Here. There's a small one on top. I got a small one, and I put it directly on top. Because I was like, you know what Bob's not going to want? To eat this cauliflower, yeah. One of the big pieces that I got for myself. That tiny one right here. Oh, it smells garlicky as hell. Yeah. I sniffed it, and it was like I sniffed a raw head of garlic. What the fuck? I love garlic. Oh, it's very intense. The pie, very light and fluffy. This, very cold and intense. Just pop the whole thing in your mouth, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Ew. (laughs) No. Uh. Gross. I think it's McFingus. Oh, but they've eaten it. Grody. I don't like pickled things. No. Not for me. Tastes like... Vinegar? Vinegar. And oh, like wow. Some. Yeah. Ew, my guy. Like, not ew, like, it's gross. Well, it is gross to me, but like, ew, like, not for me. And I knew that was probably the case, but I told Ben I'd try it, so I did. Oh, God. oh, it's so garlicky. I feel like I just licked a head of garlic. <laughs> oh, that, that texture is atrocious, by the way. Really? Yeah. The texture is not very soft. It's pretty firm. Yeah, but it... it it, it's about the same firmness as regular cauliflower. And I don't like cauliflower very much. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, so that's the problem. I just thought I'd try it. Okay. 
Anyway, back to the actual <laughs> scheduled portion of today's show. All right, Ben. I have to pick a spot for the show, right? No. You don't oh, have to. I don't have to. So what does that mean? What happens if I don't? What do we do instead? Do you have a backup plan? Um, yes. Oh. Well, then I guess I just refuse to choose. <laughs> you sure? Because I'm interested to see what your backup plan is. <laughs> I'll pull something for my sack of sacks. Oh, I guess you could do that. I hadn't considered. <laughs> okay. Hmm. No, I think I'll choose. Okay. Uh, let's see. Did Cosmic Horror last week? Mm-hmm. After a three-episode drop in a weekend again, I attest it, detest it, because it's atrocious to get done in time, but I got it done. Probably. Every episode went out on time. Did it? Yeah. Did the Easter episode go out? Came out at midnight, like every other episode. I didn't miss anything. Okay. I, I, that was a good episode, man. I had a really good time on that episode. Editing it or both? All recording it. it. I, like, that was a like, fun episode of the podcast. Fair enough, if I you guess. all haven't heard... Our Easter episode is hilarious. Night of the Lepus. Night of the Lepus. What a, it's what a not good a good movie, movie no, but it's, it's a, a fun time. It's a good movie. I love that movie so much. Anyway, all right. You know what? I've made a choice, Ben. I'm going to choose Cosmic Horror again. That's shocking. You normally are adamant and not double up. Yes, but last week was weird. Was it a little too horny for you? <laughs> Way too horny for me. <laughs> I I was uncomfortable. So... Let's see if we can be... Maybe we'll choose something not so horny this time. Maybe. Maybe. What did I choose last time? Three? Yeah. We'll just go up the board. What's this spot number two? Today, we're watching Castle Freak. Castle Freak? Yeah. What the fuck is that? Castle Freak. Castle Freak. What? Is this just about some freak in a castle? <laughs> well, you just got my description, Bob. Oh, well... Looks like I'm psychic or something. No, that that wasn't my description. That oh, is a pretty damn. good description of the movie. I feel like that is accurate. So it's a 1995 film. Okay. And my description is, a man and his family travel to Italy after he inherits a castle. I'm sure nothing can go bad. Nothing will Woo. go poorly in Italy in a castle. It's an hour and 30 minutes long. It's rated R. Okay. You ready for these review scores? Oh, baby. IMTB. Gave it a 5.9 out of 10. Okay, it's not terrible. Tomato Meter gave it a 57%. Very mid. Audience score, 44. Okay, it's very mid, but the audience hated it a little more. A little bit more. Uh, It has one win and one nomination for awards. Okay. It got the 1996 Fangoria Chainsaw Award for Best Limited Release uh, slash Direct-to-Video Film. Oh, that's cool. At least, like, Fangoria gave it some stuff. That's nice. Always coming through. Always coming through supporting the people out here. It's almost like that's their job. Yeah, well. All right, notable actors in this. Jeffrey Combs as John Riley. Oh, my God, he's back. <laughs> Two weeks in a row, Jeffrey's here. You would know him as Shepard Lambrick and Would You Rather. Yeah. That's not how you would know. No, him, I know, but I'm just I'm waiting to see what the Combster has cooked up in this one. Barbara Crampton as Susan Riley. Susan Lynn in Chopping Mall as her other role. Isn't that the same person that played the doctor in the movie, too? Yeah. <laughs> They're both back They're both in this back. film? Yeah. She plays horny doctor, Dr. Catherine McMichaels and From Beyond, and Jeffrey Combe plays horny doctor Crawford Tillinghast in the yeah. same movie. The official title, Horny Doctor. Yeah. yeah they're, they're married in this movie. Oh, that's nice. I was going to ask, is Jeffrey Combs the castle freak? And finally, uh, last one you might recognize, except you're not going to, is... Jessica Dollarhide as Rebecca Riley. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Um, this is her last role out of four. Oh, she only did four things. Okay. Yeah. 
the last thing she was in before this was Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. She was the first female cousin, and she was in two episodes in 1993. Wow. Wow. All right. Uh, The director of this film, Stuart Gordon. Oh, he's back. Oh, that's why. That's why everyone's (laughs) the same. Okay. He's doing it again. Uh, You might know him from Fortress. That's another movie he's directed. Okay. Uh, The writers on this, Stuart Gordon. Uh, He has a story credit. Uh, You might know him for writing Space Truckers in 1996. Space Truckers. Space Truckers. Is that a horror movie? Uh, I think it's kind of like a low-budget sci-fi with Mm. a little bit of horror. Okay. Maybe we can watch Space Truckers. And then the other writer is Dennis Paoli. He's also done The Pit and the Pendulum, 1991. And he has a story and screenplay credit on this. You also know him from, from Beyond, where he did the screenplay for that movie, too. Yeah, I was about to say, I recognize that name. Jesus Christ. How are you feeling? Do you think this will be hornier? <laughs> or just as horny? It's called Castle Freaks, Benjamin. <laughs> I'm worried that this freak in the castle might be a little horny. You know, Jeffrey Combs has never steered you wrong yet. No, he hasn't. He hasn't done me completely dirty. Uh, the budget. So, like, I couldn't find the budget except for a little blurb in Wikipedia that referenced it being approximately $500,000. That's really it's low. Really low. And no box office because this is direct video. Yeah. Uh, country of origin is United States. It's also known as Stuart Gordon's Castle Freak. That's the complete title in the U.S. Okay. I'm not going to give you the tagline right now. Oh, is it a, like mega spoilers? Not mega spoilers, but like enough. Save it for later. Yeah. All right. That works. So, got three facts for you today before All this right. movie starts. I'm excited. Firstly. Gordon decided to make this movie even with its minuscule budget because he was given complete control over the casting and final cut. Um, Oh, man. He was even allowed to make it an unrated film. Oh, shit. That's not the version we're probably going to watch today. I hate it here. We're watching the R version. I hate it here. Why do we never get to watch the unrated version of these Because they're hard to find sometimes. I'm going to have to find them myself later and watch them in my free time. So here's the thing. I believe his original cut was unrated, and that was, like, what was shown and distributed somewhat, but they also made, like, an R-rated version, which is more commonly distributed. Okay. And that's, like, the one that I think goes up places. But, like, I was looking around streaming platforms and stuff, and sometimes, like, one had a TVMA. I'm like, what? Well, that's weird. So I'm just not sure what version we're watching, but I'm going to guess it's the R-rated one today. That's probably a fair guess. Uh, And then, last fact, this film was shot in an Italian castle, uh, owned Makes by sense. Charles Band, who was one of the film's executive producers. One of the executive producers owns a fucking castle? Yeah, just casually. He just bought it. Ca- yeah, casually. He bought it a couple years back. It's not like a big deal. No, okay, my bad. I'm it's sorry. A, it's a vacationing castle in Europe. Oh, a vacationing castle. Everyone has Like a 12th most. century vacationing castle. Oh, of course, Benjamin. Um, the same castle was used uh, by Gordon four years earlier to shoot the, pen- the pendulum. So before this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's all you got. That's it. That's all the facts, Benjamin. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, this was based on a H.P. Lovecraft story, because that's this category. Yeah, is the H.P. Lovecraft story also called Castle Freak? No, it's called The Outsider. Okay, good. I was like, did H.P. Lovecraft write a story called Castle Freak? I've never heard of it. That's crazy. Uh, it was written in 1921 uh, and published in Weird Tales in April 1926. I assume it's another magazine? Yes. It's also very short, so you can also read that one. Okay. How long? About how long is uh, The Outsider? I don't know, probably about the same length. About it's pretty short. From beyond? Okay. I might I, I might even be shorter. One. I don't know, we'll see. I might take the time this time. You don't want to read From Beyond? Well, I need I I want to From read Beyond was a good read. All right. Well, I guess we'll see you all after the movie.
Hi everybody, welcome back. We just finished watching Castle Freak, right? Yeah, Castle Freak. I, I, I Bob loved it. Um, he had such a good time. It's fine. Such a good time. It's uh, look okay. Look, Ben got kept getting mad at me during the movie because he was like, "You're really, you're not." He was low energy the whole time. Low energy because it was just too much. No, he just loved it too much. No. He couldn't express it it's in words. This movie is what I would call completely mediocre. Like there yeah. was, n- there's nothing in this movie that I went, "Oh wow, that's really cool." I called almost every story beat. And, well, except for the end. The end surprised me, which was nice. Like, it's... This is one of those movies where I'm going to be honest. I don't know who I'd recommend it to. Because it's fine, I guess. There's some weird stuff in it. It's kind of interesting I, a little. But it didn't do a th- anything for me at all. Like, at all. Okay. It, this movie is... It's fine. All right. It was cool. Like, there was some cool... Like, I think the mo- the makeup and stuff is really cool. Like, the monster makeup and stuff. And, like, some of the... The acting's fine. Some of the story beats are okay. But I just, I was so bored by the character drama. Okay. And that just, and that's most of this movie. It's just dumb character drama that I just didn't have an interest in. All right. Are you, are you done being a cynic, Bob? I'm not being a cynic, We can get into the spoilers. Yeah, you can talk. Yeah, go for it. Okay. So, basic premise here. There's this castle, and this old lady lives in it. She's the duchess. She owns this whole 12th century castle. And she has locked her son, Giorgio, in the basement. And she, like, mutilates him oh, yeah. on the regular. Like, beats the shit out of him. And we don't really get to see a good look at him till later in the film. Just putting that out there. Yeah. But it's bad. It's real bad. And they slowly reveal how bad it is as the film goes on. Um, and I think Bob was shocked by some of it. Some of it. Because it was... Shocking. Unexpected. And yeah. some might say shocking, even. So shocking, it shocked you. It's so shocking that I was like, oh, interesting. Well, after her daily beatings... Are through. She has a heart attack and dies. (laughs) It's like the second time that's been the cold open kill. Someone just having a heart attack. What was the last one? Leprechaun? Yeah. This was a better film. Better, well. Yes. Better film, I enjoy myself less. (laughs) (laughs) That is fair. I'm just saying, maybe it's a sign. Maybe. Maybe I just like bad movies more. So you love this movie? No, this (laughs) isn't a bad movie. Okay. I'm not going to say that this is a poor film. No, it's it's perfectly mediocre. fine. Perfectly mediocre. Long story short, she dies, and then if you remember my description where I say this guy inherits a castle, well, this guy inherits a castle Yeah, because his mom is the sister of the Duchess. Yeah. And basically, the lawyer of the Duchess tracked him down and was like, hey. This is yours now. This is yours now. And so he moved out there with his family, I guess to resell it, but he has to come there and like inventory everything beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea is he's only going to be there for a little bit. Well, to make a long story short, Giorgio, the castle freak, you know, name dropped right there, manages to escape his cell. Oh, God. We're not going to get into how, but it's pretty great. It's fucking gross. It's gnarly. And he starts ca- causing havoc. Causing problems. And kind of like the biggest issue here is the people in the castle, the Riley family, are aware that something weird is happening. But because they don't see Giorgio, they chalk it up to random castle things. Because yeah. it's a 12th century castle. There's rats. It's old. It's creaky. That's what the cops tell them, too. The cops are like, nah, probably just castle stuff. Which, I mean, makes sense. Fair enough, I guess. Um, but some of the stuff, I'm like, nah, that's definitely just some guy. <laughs> like, that that was caused by a man. And um, 
So it, that's basically most of the film uh, until the end, which is the natural crescendo of events, which yeah. you'd expect from any film like this. That's why I was surprised when you said it was kind of unexpected. Not, Don't get into that right now, but <laughs> stop yourself. Um, the only other thing that's going on is a character drama, which wasn't Bob's favorite. It's so boring. Bob just doesn't like human characters. He would prefer if anyone, everyone was a magical little pony in Ponyland. No, I just like... Let me put it this way. Or a magical little bear that cares. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I just, I didn't find it interesting at all. Yeah. So, I mean, I think in part that's because it's a, it's a character drama that is pretty bog standard. It's so whatever. It's so just like I've heard this a billion times. But I think your biggest issue and why you found the character drama boring is it's drama that has almost entirely happened off screen true like we do get to witness the events but they're removed from every context yeah i think if the events we saw were moved more to the cold open maybe we would have yeah. cared more but for anyone who's interested it's the family the rileys i believe is their last name i think so uh it's the dad the mom and the daughter yeah and the daughter's blind and mm-hmm. we learn that the daughter's blind because uh, of a car accident. The dad, who's a recovering alcoholic, was driving one night while drunk. His daughter was in the front seat. And his, I assume, like, five-year-old son. Yeah, five, six-year-old son. Uh, it's implied through some stuff that he was probably pretty young. Is in the back seat. And he drops his... Wh- what was that system? It, well, it, I don't know. But something akin to a Game Boy. It was not a Game Boy. It wasn't a Game Boy, but it was something akin to it. I think it was a Sega handheld. Maybe I didn't have a Sega This is handheld. what a Sega handheld looks like. That's pretty close. 100% probably a Sega handheld. It's very close. I didn't have a Sega handheld. I had a Game Boy. Then a Game Boy Color. I had a Game Boy Advance for a while. Probably playing some Sonichu. Shut up. <laughs> God, you're disgusting. <laughs> I Sonic was probably the only thing on the Sega handheld. Or racing, right? Not Sonichu. That's different. I know. I know what I did. But... The kid drops his Sega handheld, because that's what it is now, and he unbuckles his car seat, uh, which poor safety mechanisms for uh, child safety right there. But he unbuckles his car seat, and he gets down into the floorboard, and the dad, who's drunk, turns around to look at his kid who's unbuckling himself. He's like, get back in your seat, buckle up, Yeah. looks away from the road, and swerves into the oncoming traffic, which is a big semi. He drives off the road. Lamest car crash ever. Lame need to say crash. that right now. Uh, but there's a tree in it. Very slowly tips the car over. Um, like if you, would, if I didn't know that somebody died in this car crash, I'd have went, "Oh, they're fine." But the end result is the daughter, I think, is blinded by glass yeah, that gets in her so. eyes for the rest of the movie, which is the present. So basically, almost the entire movie, she has like scar makeup around her eyes, mm-hmm. and she wears like the glasses and has a cane. Yeah, and she has contacts in too. Nice attention to detail there with the scar effects, I will say. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really expecting that. Even though I've seen this movie, I didn't notice it the first time. But apparently the kid died, JJ. Yeah. It, they act like he was somehow in front of the car. But he definitely wasn't. But I didn't see him fly out. I think why the car crash was so lame is because they didn't have money. Yeah. And I think that was a... I think they, they threw someone in the front seat and said, drive at this like incline and flip the car. Yeah. And so I think that was an actual flip, but they didn't have the money to like... Make it not look so lame? I mean, I don't think they had the money to set up, like, an actual crash. Because yeah. that costs money to, like, get the permits and everything. Mm-hmm. 
So I think like having it lightly flip was the best they could do on their budget. So whatever. But yeah, that's the rough setup. Hello, everybody. This is Bob from the future coming in to let you know that if you do not want any more major spoilers for this movie, you need to skip to 26 minutes and 48 seconds in the podcast immediately. So you're here now. Hi, everybody. That if came. you didn't skip, thank you for coming here. I would recommend that you skip because, like Bob said, perfectly mediocre movie. The surprises that you get that are scattered throughout the film, and they are sparing, are kind of what makes this film worth it. Worth it. Exactly. Basically, there's some decent gore effects. They're cool. It's cool. And they're all basically on Giorgio, mm-hmm. uh, the castle freak. Yeah. Even the stuff on other people is good, too. Yeah, but basically, he's just marauding around and beating people with these chains that he had on. Yeah. Because he basically, he's cuffed to the wall through, a, like, an O-ring. Like, he has two handcuffs that have a big chain together. And he breaks off his thumb. Oh, God, that was really gross. By biting it off and then ripping the cuff off the rest of the way. Yep. He has hands that remind me of Uncle Jack. Why are you bringing Uncle Jack into <laughs> this? I think it's very funny. Um, Good Lord. Because <laughs> Giorgio's a rapey uncle. Oh, man. He is. I know he is, but we didn't have to. I, oh. Um, But long story short, Giorgio's running around the castle with, because he's uncuffed one hand, so the other cuff has the chain stuck a chain to it. with a cuff on the end. And so he runs around the castle uh, with a sheet on him funniest shit because he doesn't like his own appearance that's why he's wearing a sheet like he saw himself and he broke the mirror i'm just talking about the thing he did with the sheet the first time i saw he him looks like it. a discount superhero he does and he's just running around beating people to death with a metal chain it's pretty cool it's pretty not cool. gonna lie that's um, the best part of the movie and he shambles it's good whoever that character actor is that does giorgio is really cool because he's very good he runs around with his knees kind of together in, like, a shamble. It reminds me of, like, um, how you might see, like, a mummy or a zombie walk and like, an old-fashioned kind of yeah, black and white yeah, picture. Yeah, I know what you mean. Where it's kind of the... Mm-hmm. But lots of stalking, lots of him gently out of frame. Yeah. Uh, the big one they play around with is the blind girl. Like he can't see him. He'll walk up to her. She can't see him, and she freaks out, and then everyone's like, but you're blind. Yeah, everyone's like, you, what are you talking about? Nobody here. I didn't hear anything. He's so good at... Okay, so Giorgio shambles and shuffles. He's not that fast. But he is the sneakiest motherfucker when he wants to be. Oh, yeah. He hides out of frame all the time. He's just constantly shambling around, and then by the time someone gets there because someone's screaming, he's gone. And then they're yeah. like, what are you talking about? There's nobody here. They're like, I saw somebody. Ah. <laughs> it makes me so fucking mad. Yeah, I'll say for how mediocre this film is, the kills are pretty good. I was about to say that the um, kills are cool. There's not a lot. There's a couple. In fact, I think there's only six deaths in this whole film. Seven. Seven deaths. Did you forget the coal open? Yeah, I forgot it. That's why I said seven. Yeah, the Duchess just died. But we don't count the coal open at six. And only two of them are really, well, four of them are kills by the Shambler. Yeah, four of them are kills by the Castle Freak. And only two of them we really get to see. But the two we get to see uh, happen in the basement, and they are gory and drawn out. One of them especially. And not to get into it too much... All I will say is there's a lot of nudity in that nudity in that scene. There's and a lot, a lot nudity of nudity in this movie, and I did not enjoy it. Not good nudity. <gasps> Let's yeah. just say there was somebody who was. Can we? Okay, say it. We're go ahead. We're spoilers. The sh- <laughs> the <laughs> Giorgio is completely naked. Oh yeah, almost the whole the movie, movie, except for his sheet. Except for the sheet, but the sheet doesn't cover his fucking ball sack. Yeah. So there's tons of just ball in this movie. Just this man running around, his ball sack swinging in the wind. 
There's literally a close-up shot of his nutsack. It's not close-up. It's just backlit. No, no, I guess I'm talking about front-lit. I'm talking about when he's front-lit. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's the show that he's missing his penis. He has no penis. Because just ball. his mom apparently chopped it off. Yeah. His mom sucks. His mom the sucks. The Duchess sucks. Anyways, this whole movie comes to a close with the ending. And you, you like that, right? The ending was surprising. Because basically, Giorgio goes full assault on the mom and the daughter. Yeah, on Susie and Becky. Which I, I would like to, to note, at this point in the film, we've learned Giorgio is the cousin brother, yeah. and not just the cousin of... John. John, who is um Jeffrey Combs' character. Yeah. Meaning the daughter is his niece cousin? Niece cousin. Yeah. Which is really weird, because he gets really pervy with her. Yeah. It's very, very weird. We hit that, that <sighs> horniness check. We This movie's horny, just not. But yeah, it's full assault. Uh, they end up on the roof of the building, and it's pretty great. Jeffrey Combe and Giorgio have a little a beat-off. A little a little fight. A chain fight, but yeah. <sighs> yeah, man. I <laughs> Since we're here talking about spoilery stuff, I do want to say I the kills in the movie are cool. I still think my favorite kill is the one with the chimney. Yes. That, that is, one's crazy because it's, it's ridiculous. It's cool. However, it's not very graphic in the way you'd want. No, it's I not. I think from a film like this, uh, what Bob's describing is uh, Giorgio hides in the chimney like he's the Grinch. It's true. You literally said that, I think. And a cop walks into the room and starts looking at like up the chimney because there's like, yeah, like ash coming down because yeah. Giorgio's like, crammed himself in there. And he looks up. And Giorgio throws the chain down around the guy's neck and, like, lifts him up. Lifts him up into the chimney. It's awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I I don't have a ton to say about this movie because it's fine, except for the parts that are good. Which are... I Giorgio think killing people. The violence. Giorgio killing people. That's yeah. just fun. And watching him chase people because the dude that plays Giorgio is such a good character actor. Like, I I don't know. It just it it lacks a level of... What's the word I'm looking for? I, I don't know. It Excitement? Just, it just doesn't have, like, that je ne sais quoi. You know what I mean? Like, it just it's missing something, but I don't know what it is to make it interesting to me. Like, okay. I, I could not get invested in the characters at all. I have a reasoning here. It just, it, they weren't... Great? Great. Yeah. And it's not because the acting was bad or anything. Like, it was fine. Okay, I have kind of a reason. Okay, please. Before we get into it, I okay. think we should invite our audience back. Okay, so, now that we spoiled the ending of the movie. Yeah. And the kills and stuff. So we got context. So if you skipped, you should be back now. Hi. Welcome back. Hello. Or if you're here the whole time, thank you for being here. Nice to have you. It is nice. So we were discussing why this film was kind of just okay. Fine. And I think there's two reasons here. First of all, low budget. I think that's something we have to remember. They do not have the budget in this film to do much. $500,000... And again, I need to stress, I had one thing referencing that yeah. amount. There was no like hard facts. My guess is it was probably a good amount less than $500,000. Probably. And because of that, they couldn't afford to do things most horror films do. Um, I think why this film has such a focus on character drama that you didn't like is because that's cheap. Yeah, because all it takes is acting. Yeah, and you know what? costs a lot of money practical effects or like car crashes or anything that you would normally look for in a horror movie yeah uh and they really have to make their budget last because remember this is on film very expensive to film on film you can't do like reshoots and stuff like that and so i think a lot of the pacing issues that made it boring for you and content issues 
were because of that. Fair enough. If you think that's fair. Yeah, um, I can see that. That makes sense. The other reason I think you found this film just kind of meh is kind of why I included this in the Lovecraft category. It's hard to adapt Lovecraft stories. So this wasn't at all what I expected from a Lovecraft movie or, like, story. Yeah. Because, because I guess I'm more used to the, his, like, cosmic horror writings. Yeah. So you have... I, I, I don't want to sound mean when I say this, but your idea of Lovecraft is pretty unsubstantialized. It's based on, like, what you've gathered from pop culture. Yeah. And I think what's important to note is, you know, cosmic horror as a genre is based on some of Lovecraft's work. Yeah. But at his heart, he's just a horror writer that tends to write with this idea of the unknown is scary. I think that the movie plays with the fact that the unknown is scary, too. It does, but... Because, like, the daughter who is blind doesn't know yeah. what's there. Like, in Jeffrey Combs' character doesn't put together what's going on until almost the end of the movie. The end of the movie. But I think my point is that his writing isn't all just, like, tentacles and Cthulhu. A lot of it's just very much character-driven... Like, this is my perspective, this is what's happening around me, and it's horrifying because I don't understand it. Interesting. Okay. And that's hard to convert to the screen, mostly because it's personal, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting into this film, uh, Castle Freak, it's based on The Outsider, at least yeah. very, very loosely. <laughs> How loose are we talking here? Some parts are very close, but the again, this is the same problem we had with uh, From Beyond, yeah. where the text is very short, so... This movie is inspired by the text, but it doesn't really follow it. Okay. So in The Outsider, rough description here, there's a guy kind of living in like a cave or like a dungeon, and he gets out, and he goes looking around. He notices people at like a party. They see him. They get scared. He goes in. He sees himself in a mirror, and he's appalled at his appearance, and so he retreats back to his cave. But like the general idea is he can't unsee what he's seen. Interesting. Huh. That was a very, very, very loose description of a very short story, uh, but I haven't read it in a while, so. Mm, okay. Sorry. Point being, this film is based essentially on the premise very loosely. Like, the castle freak, Giorgio, is the main character of The Outsider. Yeah. And so we see Giorgio do the whole mirror thing where he comes out, sees himself in the mirror, and is horrified by his own appearance. Mm-hmm. Very early. Like, oh, yeah. first 10, 20 minutes. Yeah, that's pretty quick. And... So what the film is, is it's basically exploring his reaction to that realization that he's a monster. Mm -hmm. But it's a hard thing to, like, capture, you know? Like, it's a story that I think is the perfect length as a writing piece, but is not something that really translates to the screen well. Yeah, and I could totally see how struggling with something like that, like, bringing this super personal perspective story onto the screen when it's so short and you want to make a full-length movie out of it. Yeah. While also trying to make it scary and making the character drama feel like it actually matters and isn't just there for fluff. But it is. Because, like, how should I put this? Since the focus of this movie isn't from Giorgio's perspective, yeah, you have to have a realistic events going on mm-hmm. to film yeah. the rest of it. And, well, interpersonal relationships between a failing marriage are pretty realistic for that. Yeah. And I think, I guess my point is, I think they did a good job as an ad- an adaptation. Not a direct adaptation, but like an inspired by adaptation. Yeah. I just think there's not a lot of place to go with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think I do enjoy some of the stuff, some of the like creative choices they made with the idea that they have to keep this as an interpersonal character drama. Because like, you have to. That's a spoiler, I can't say that. But there's some interesting choices they made. 
mm-hmm. that are cool that lead to some events that I didn't expect. It's just I don't think you were interested in it because it's not what you wanted from a horror movie. I think that's what it is. And I think that I had a very similar problem in Itsy Bitsy. Yeah. I had almost the exact same problem, I would say. Which sucks because, like, Giorgio's cool. And he his art, like, the um, makeup is cool. The way he acts is cool. His kills are cool. I just think if you could transfer this 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 villain, this monster, you know, this, like, murderer to a different setting, I'd be more You'd down. You'd like it? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I have two post-discussion notes All right. that are kind of on a related topic here. So the first one is about why Stuart Gordon did this movie. That's interesting. I'm interested in that. So he was given the opportunity to make this movie while preparing to work on Space Truckers, you know, that great movie we mentioned earlier. Yeah, Space Truckers. Uh, He was in Charles Band's office when he noticed a poster entitled Castle Freak that featured a chained man who's, like, kind of disformed, being whipped by a woman, well, like, chained to the wall. And when Gordon asked Band about it, he was basically told, hey, this film doesn't exist. This is like a um, a theoretical film, and this is like an art we did as a mock-up. That's cool. Like a mock-up poster. If you want, you can write a script for it. You can do whatever you want, as long as there's a castle and a freak. That's some pretty loose terms. Um, And so, you know, Gordon was like, oh, yeah, that sounds super cool. And um, he basically got to do whatever he wanted, even though it was on a low budget. Like I said, he, he could make it unrated. He had final cut control. Pretty great for him as a director. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so what I want to ask here is I know you think the movie's completely mediocre, but on $500,000 at most, yeah, and with the simple qualifications that you have to have a castle, castle. and a freak in there, do you think he did okay? I think if, if those are your only qualifications, it's a good movie. I mean, I got to agree. This is like an ultra-low budget film, and he has to have a castle and a freak. And he did both of those things well. The with, castle is a cool setting. With assumedly some whips and a woman in there. Yeah, the castle's a cool setting. The freak is good. So the rest of it, fine. You know, I just want to put that out there that forever, like you find this movie fine, but I think he did a good job for what he was given. I can agree with that. I I could totally get that. And the fact that he made this then, he took this insane idea of a castle freak and was like, let's make it a Lovecraft adaptation is so wild, but I love it. It's insane. I love the idea that he just went, oh, I was in this guy's office. Here's this shitty, cheesy movie poster. I'm not going to get the money to do a Lovecraft adaptation that I want to do, so I'm going to make this into one. It makes sense. I just think that's super impressive, you know? Oh, for sure. No, and I... Like, he finagled his way into doing the movie he wanted. For sure, for sure. And I... What I this, this is going to sound bad. I don't... Anytime I say a movie is fine or I don't like it, I'm not trying to disrespect the filmmaker because I couldn't make a movie. Oh, yeah, this man made a movie. He made this multiple made a, movies. This guy's made multiple movies. I've seen two of them. And Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, which is a... I actually like that movie a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. So when I'm saying, like, it's fine, that... Uh, I don't know how to put this. It's like... Uh, Bob's just feeling a little hypercritical right now, and he doesn't mean to. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm not trying to, like, pick this apart and shit all over it, because it's not... Like, if I had never seen a movie before, and you showed me this movie, I would go, that was a good movie. You know what I mean? Like, it's because I have... A, there's a layer of, like... Well, I wonder if I... If I <sighs> If you weren't expecting a horror movie or even a Lovecraftian movie, I wonder if you would have been as disappointed. Yeah, I, th- I think I'd maybe it set my standards a little too high going in. Well, that was your first mistake. Well, yeah, personally. Yeah. I think I probably So I wonder if you would have liked it better. I don't know, maybe. My second note here, this has a 2020 remake. Oh, wait, really? Yeah. Hmm. What do you think? I'm interested in watching it. 
Because I also think, and I, I wanted to bring this up, and I haven't had the chance. This came out in 1995. Yeah, I believe so. Which is, you know, for us, doesn't feel like that long ago. But that was almost 30 years ago, Ben. Uh, 28. Almost 30. That's a long, that's a good amount of time. Mm-hmm. So maybe, and I, I, I think maybe this is something I had a problem with. It feels a little dated. That too, yeah. But I think that might be because they were shooting in Italy. On a low budget. On a low budget, so they really didn't have that many options. I guess my point is, like, you liked the Castle Freaks part of this. I did, that was the the best part. And the setup, it's good. And so, I think your issues with this movie have to do more with the low budget nature. So, to see a remake of this, where they could potentially That has a budget, that's cool. Would you be interested in that? Yes, Right. I would. I would very much like to watch the remake if we can. All right. Well, that's uh, that's all I got. All right. Who would you recommend it for, Bob? Um, let me think. Okay. Hold on. Okay. I have I have one. I have a single recommendation. Well, that's more than I thought you'd have. It's more than I thought I'd have too. I when I I said earlier. I don't know if you heard me. I said I don't know who I'm going to recommend this for. One one recommendation. If you have any interest in good monster makeup. Not monster. I don't monster's the wrong word. Good practical makeup. Specifically on Giorgio. Low key practical makeup. I'll say that. Yes. It's his he looks crazy. Cause it's like it's super noticeable, but it's subtle. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like over the top. Yeah, it's not like in your face overt, like crazy, but it's just so well done. I don't know who they hired to do all that stuff, but it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my one recommendation. If oh, you're into okay. that kind of thing, just watch this movie and look at Giorgio. Let me give cool. a lot more recommendations here. Yeah. First of all, if you're into Lovecraft. Sure. And you have read the story The Outsider and you want to see an adaptation of that on the big screen, or in this case, the really tall, tiny, tiny screen. Fuck it. It was in 4.3. Yeah, it, was, it is. Because annoying. I think 4.3 is cheaper to shoot on film-wise. Uh, probably. But if you want to see an adaptation of that that tries to do something different, Check this out. Again, not the greatest movie ever. It's not like the closest adaptation. There's a lot of artistic liberties. Sure. But you get the big like the basic vibe there. And that's sure. nice. The other recommendation I'm gonna do is if you like kind of a humanoid monster, if the idea of like a person who's been beaten and is now seeking his revenge on the world that has shunned him. Yeah. That very kind of Frankenstein tips your interest. Go check this out. I was going to say, it kind of reminds me of the original Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. Not the animated kids movie. The black and white silent film. I know what you're talking about. Because in that, the Hunchback is like the villain. Yeah. And in fact, I was reading some of the things about this movie, and they do tend to describe Giorgio as a Mm -hmm. Quasimodo-like figure. He is. Which, you know, half-formed. Yeah. So if that's something you kind of like or want to see more of, this is a good film version of that. You know, it's it's very interesting because, like, you can tell Giorgio was originally, like, a five-year-old child, and he's basically still a five-year-old child yeah, he's in, had a, no developmental in a messed-up body. Progress. And he's really just struggling with that. Yeah, he doesn't know what to do. If you're looking for a horror movie that's more character-driven, go check it out. I know Bob doesn't like that. It's not that I don't like that. Because he wasn't expecting it. But if you're expecting that, I think it's it's decent. Bob was being cynical. I don't think he would he was enjoying himself because of it. But some of the character drama, well, it's not like set up the best or executed the best. It's interesting. I was I I said that earlier when I was talking. I there are some moments in the character drama where I went, oh, I didn't expect that. That's a turn of events. Like he's be, he was being a Debbie Downer, but it, it's okay. I'll say it's okay. 
It's fine. And finally, I think this is just a good, like, let me throw this on movie. That's for sure. For sure. You know? This is a good, like, movie you just throw in the background, don't really pay attention to, just, like, watch as it plappens. Like. For how much we're going, like, it's meh, it was a decent watch. I've seen it before. Yeah. I could watch it again. Maybe not, like, just sitting there watching it, but, like, if I was doing something, I could throw it on the TV. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to say, it's on Shutter right now. It's been on Shutter for a while. Mm-hmm. If you have... Full Moon, I think they have a streaming service because that's who makes it. Oh, yeah. I forgot that. that and uh, so yeah. it's probably streaming there. Uh, so if you're subscribed to Shudder, like if you're listening to this podcast, you should be. For sure. We talk about it a lot. You can go watch it be. there. Uh, same with the remake. The Honestly, remake's there too. Oh, wait. it's on. That's on Shudder too? Yeah. Mm, interesting. Those are my recommendations. Again, like I'm not saying don't watch it. It's decent. It's just yeah. it's not going to blow you out of the water. I think maybe this show is maybe have too high of standards for movies. I think that's what's happening. fix that. Yeah. No, wait. That's not true. That's very not true. Because if anyone's seen the Night of the Leapus episode yet... Well, that's a perfect movie, Ben. That's why it's not true. That movie is objectively bad. I think... <laughs> that movie's not objectively it's bad. It's enjoyable, but no. it is objectively a low-quality movie. No, it's objectively... And, but we're not going to talk about that, because that's that episode is past. That episode happened All right. in the past. Ratings, Bob. It's fine. So, I'm going to give it a fine rating. Three. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. I... I'm giving it a three instead of a two and a half because Giorgio's makeup is awesome. Like, the way he looks, really cool. Very cool monster character. Uh, some of the kills are cool. The ending surprised me. And there was some stuff in the character drama that I didn't expect that was interesting. Okay. And the practical, like, makeup for the Goran effects that were good, too. So it had some stuff going for it. I just don't... Okay. We're going to say this now. You keep saying, I don't like character drama. It's not that I don't like character drama, Benjamin. Okay. It's I don't like this specific character I was drama. just making fun of you because you were so low energy the whole movie. I was. And it's not fun when you're low energy. It's not fun. It's not. You're right. You have to, like, trick yourself into being high energy. Benjamin, you know what? This is payback for Leprechaun. That's all I have to say. Screw you, hippie. <laughs> hippie. <laughs> yeah, three. Because I don't think it deserves a two and a half because there are things I enjoy that I like that are cool that bring it up to a three for me. Okay. I think that's fair. Oh, yeah. That's where I'm leaving it. For me, and we at this point, I'm not going to walk us through how I, I rate things. I mean, you can if you want to. Well, thank you for the invitation, Bob. I rate things more technical. Um, so I have qualifications for, like, what it is. Yeah. Um, and I was kind of between two ratings here, right? Mm-hmm. Between a three, which is, like, it meets expectations. Yeah. And a three and a half. But I think I'm going to give it a three and a half. Fair enough. Because what this film set out to do is to be a movie with a castle. And a freak. And a freak. And those two things are good. On essentially the lowest budget possible, uh, because I didn't mention this earlier, uh, but the time this was made, Full Moon was going through not a bankruptcy, but like... Oh, no. Essentially like a really low point in their finances. Well, that sucks. So they had like no money. And so for Stuart Gordon to take this film and go, I don't have a budget. I just have the qualifications that this needs to be about a freak in a castle and do something good with it, Yeah, it's impressive, you know? So I think it meets expectations very well. But then he goes on and he's like, we're going to make this an an adaptation of, like, Outsider, which is super cool. I'm going to go that extra mile and get, like, Jeffrey Coleman here. Who's a good actor? Who's a good actor? And uh, what's her name? Barbara? Barbara Crampton. Crampton, yeah. Also a good actor. Yeah. And he's worked with them, so he knows they work well together. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I think they really carried the movie. They did, yeah. I, I don't know. I think it met expectations, but it did a little bit more than it had any right to. Mm-hmm. I also enjoyed the fact that this movie is set in Italy, and 
like it's very Italian, a very Italian actors. Yeah, it's cool. A lot of people. There's actually entire scenes that are spoken in Italian. Mm-hmm. Very. And you just have to know from context. Yeah. So point being, I think it could have been much worse. It could have been much worse. You're right. But it did, and it's not great. No, it's mediocre. It's fine. Middle of the track, but it did better than it should have. So three Fair and a half. Enough. Fair enough, Ben. On that note, now we can actually go to the outtakes. Bro, I was gonna cut all that and fix it. I know. You're still gonna you cut don't it. Have to make fun of me, bro. <laughs> Bob fucked up earlier. No, bro. No, stop bringing it up. We're not talking about this <laughs> you, on the podcast. You didn't get to hear it, but no, I'm. Bob messed it up. No, well, you messed it up on the episode so, uh, before this one. Let's go to the outtakes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess we'll see you guys in a minute. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the outtake section for this episode of Beware the Board. I hope you're enjoying our review of Castle Freak so far. This movie's not really my cup of tea, but, you know, you win some, you lose some in my case. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give a large spoiler warning here. If you do not want any spoilers for this film, skip to 49 minutes and 30 seconds right now. Skip to 49 minutes and 30 seconds. This first outtake is Ben and I's reaction to how Giorgio ends up escaping his prison cell. Freedom! <laughs> Pop, your eyes look so big right now. That was gross, Ben. <laughs> this next clip is Ben and I talking about rabbit sticks for some reason, and then also... Us reacting to Giorgio using Rebecca's bedsheet to hide from John. See, okay, now at least they can go, someone definitely stole her bedsheets. Because those are gone. He dragged those away with him. Are we sure? Yes. Okay. So now, at least if they don't believe her, they can go, okay, well, someone took her bedsheets. Nah, maybe the blind lady misplaced them. Never mind. He's going to use it. He's going to... This is this is ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know why you don't like this perfect writing. Why do they just have like a rabbit stick? It was a f in the fireplace, dude. I know, but why is it a rabbit stick? What the fuck is a rabbit stick? Uh, it's. <laughs> I can't believe it fucking worked. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, but did you notice him? No, but I exactly. Thought he I thought he was there. I called it. Yeah, but you didn't know which one. I'm going to be completely honest. This outtake completely speaks for itself. It requires no explanation. I think they said cousin. That's what it was. I couldn't I remember. I think it's cousin. That is the closest we've come. To that was, yeah, that was, that was full, Bob. What is happening? <laughs> what is going? Why is he watching? <laughs> Stop watch! He's okay. I'm watching Jeffrey Combs eat out an Italian woman woman in a basement while a freak watches. Okay, this is a lot to comprehend. Oh, he stopped himself. I think we're watching the unrated version. Maybe, maybe we're watching the R version. Okay, now I'm just watching Jeffrey Combs have sex. <laughs> and you said you didn't like this movie. I don't. This next clip is what happens when you give a castle freak a prostitute. That is disturbing. Hey, at least he still has both balls. I guess. That's <laughs> the first almost cock and ball we've seen in this show. To be exact, it was the remains of a cock. It was It was all ball. 
Yeah. And it's still in the shot. You can see it flapping under the wind down there. Okay, here's my question. Why is she going to choke the man or stab the man, and now he just gets to kill her for free? Um, Never mind. He's sucking on her titties. Oh, he bit her titty off. Oh, my God. He bit her nipple off. Oh, please stop. Please get this off of the screen, you weird fucking movie. This next clip is Ben and I's reaction to Giorgio and John's fight on the roof. Holy shit! <laughs> okay, that was kind of awesome. I don't like that his balls are out, though. Yeah, but he's only, like, partially naked. He's no... completely naked. But his schlong's not out. Because it doesn't exist! <laughs> That's why it's not out. It's gone. <laughs> that might be true. <clears throat> this last clip is Ben and I's reaction to the very end of the movie. That, okay, that's a better way to do it. That's better than I expected. Nice. Your actions have consequences. Oh, never mind. If he fucking... If he lives, I'm going to be beyond pissed off. Why Why are you so anti-John? He sucks! Hi everybody, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the outtakes. I know there are a couple. There are definitely some that I included that I probably shouldn't have. Let me put it that way. Yeah, so uh, you can check us out on all podcasting platforms. So, Spotify, Apple Podcast, stuff like that. Yeah. If you don't want to do that, go check us out on YouTube, you know? Yeah, that's where all of our episodes are. Mm -hmm. We have all of our episodes on YouTube, all of our episodes on Spotify. Check us out on Twitter, at Beware the Board. It's where I post updates about the show. Every Friday, I post a link to Friday's episode. If we have a Saturday episode, like a special, like we did last Saturday, that also comes out. I post on that day, too. If we have a Sunday episode like we did last Sunday, I post when that goes live, too. Basically, if an episode goes live, I post about it. Yeah. And uh, if you ever want to communicate with us, like, give us suggestions for the podcast movies you want me to check out outside the podcast that might go on the board. Uh, first of all, you can communicate with Bob on Twitter. Yeah, for sure. Like he was just talking about. Or there's a YouTube comment section. Please make sure you are, you know, liking, commenting, and subscribing as well and hitting that bell. Or Bob's gonna whip you. Oh, I'm not. But I'm not the one with the whip here, you Benjamin. Know, please communicate with us. It helps the podcast. Back to Twitter. I also post on Mondays a spoiler post for that week of episodes. So let's say like we have a bunch of extra content coming out, so we have like a Wednesday Friday release. I'll post on Monday about Wednesday and Friday's episode with a spoiler post where you could reveal the image to see what movie we're watching in case you want to watch it before we do, so you don't have anything spoiled. Yeah. It looks like sensitive content. <laughs> I assure you it's not. It's not. It's just pictures of movie posters. Whatever ones I find that are cool. <laughs> Some of them are sensitive. Some of them are really gross, actually. But, um... <sighs> yeah, I uh, I think that wraps it up. So I guess we'll see you all next week. <laughs>